often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 536. I am your host, Josh Albrecht, recording inside the Slapbox... Slapbox? Slapbox. Penthouse, once again. Ha! Oh, starting out strong tonight. Starting out real, real fucking strong. As I'm recording this on Black Friday, that is the day after Thanksgiving, of course. And I gotta say, I uh, I've never really gone out like in the mornings, in the wee hours, of the mornings on Black Friday, and uh, tried to you know get into a fight or anything over uh, uh, any any kind of big purchases. As uh, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I haven't heard any big stories about that in quite a while, you know. And there's not much, many things that I would go and get into a fight over at uh on a Black Friday thing, but uh I didn't going into this podcast I'm a little off cuz I was just watching stuff on uh the Club Q shooting over there in Colorado, unfortunately, the uh gay nightclub where uh several people were shot and such. And uh as someone that has several uh, gay friends, and I've been to a gay club there, which I've talked about many a times through the years, uh, went tw- twice. I think it was twice over to uh, J- the uh, club uh, JJ's over there in uh, St. Louis across the street from the Ikea. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just fucking awful just fucking awful that uh not just the shooting but i mean just the amount of hate and the degree of hate that's uh being more and more upfront and like vocal about the hate and which is i'm sure gonna unfortunately lead to more violence towards the lgbtq community and such but you know the all the uh <coughs> propaganda that out there now about grooming the children and everything and sexualizing children is leading to more just hate you know it fucking sucks i mean there's more anti-semitism now there's just a, a lot of hate a lot of hate and uh but at the same time you know we have uh, you know it's a great time to live cuz we've got disney plus and i can watch a lot of Star Wars, as I just finished Andor. And I've got to say, really dug the series Andor. And uh, looking forward to I'm pretty sure they're going to have one more season, I believe is what's in the books on that one. As I try to segue out of, you know, horrible shit. Is, uh, you know, I know better to watch stuff on that sort of thing, like right before going into a podcast. And yet here I go. I guess it's not as bad as when I went to Russia. And of course, that was the first time I flew overseas, and I made sure to watch Castaway beforehand. As that, 
<laughs> I was so fucking. I was already, you know, nervous already flying overseas. Then you watch a movie where the plane goes down, and you have to, he has to uh, do a dental work with an ice skate. It's not, you know, it's not great for your psyche. Not great. I'm not really scared of planes, but man, I was not in a good mindset <laughs> going on that plane. Also, you know, the Malaysian Airlines flight just disappeared going into it. Like the night before I got on the plane, like there was a lot going into it. I hadn't been on a plane since 9-11. Point is, you know, you got to go into stuff with a good mindset. You know, I'm going to maybe go into the reset here as uh try to keep it on the positive side here as, you know, again, Black Friday. I got some stories pulled up on uh, people.com's uh, story from 2020 by Sophie Dodd. It's the most insane Black Friday stories ever from 15 retail workers who are still scared. <laughs> I like that part. They are still scared. Uh, remember that there are real people. You may be trampling as you rush after that giant TV. It says here, uh, Black Friday is considered the start of the holiday shopping season, but the good cheer that heralds in the holidays can be hard to find amidst all the crowds clamoring for the best deals on everything from bikes to lobster tails. While people won't be able to brave physical stores this holiday shopping season, of course, this isn't 2020 due to coronavirus. Let's just uh, let's skip ahead of this. We we don't need more to relive the pandemic here. Um, there's a number one. I saw an elderly woman steal an ice cream maker out of a man in a wheelchair's electric cart. <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, Number two, when I worked at Walmart, we had a fight break out over a bike. Fists were thrown, and there was some blood. Eventually, one guy got a hold of it and managed to get away from the crowd. He rode the bike out of the store without paying. Now, that's a deal. That is a deal. <laughs> As I mentioned, if he was caught. I want to know what the deals are. Like, to Tell me, like, how good of a deal was it on an ice cream maker? Was it the same ice cream maker that was in Empire Strikes Back? that they just had some pretty randomly carry that ended up becoming a thing in the like Mandalorian. They brought that thing back. Um, I believe that was an ice cream maker. Um, number three here, someone punched a security guard in the face because they thought he was a customer skipping to the front of the line. He was just walking in the door to start his shift. Uh, bad, bad way to start the day. Um, number four, I watched a woman collapse in hysterics into my manager's arms because we didn't have the exact model of cooler she wanted. How fucking nice would this cooler be? Who cares a shit about a cooler? I mean, a cooler's a cooler to me. <laughs> I've got one in my garage. I almost never use it. Every once in a couple of years, I'll fucking use the goddamn thing. Although I do have a Playmate little little mini cooler now that I use for lunch. I consider that more of a lunchbox, but I mean, it is. A, now that I think about it, it is a cooler. I use that every day at work. <laughs> You got to take a playmate to work. You know what I'm saying? Uh, number five, a lady called 911 because we wouldn't price match with Best Buy. The police came and arrested her for misusing the emergency service. Well, that's that's a shame on her her end there. Um, number six, when I worked at Sam's Club, we uh, caught a woman stuffing the inside of her pants with frozen lobster tails. She would unpack them and throw the trash in a stack of tires that were on display nearby. <laughs> uh, 
That's uh, that's, I'm just imagining the fishy smell that uh, (laughs) would be hard to determine. Is that the lobster, or you just not that clean? Um, (laughs) shoving lobster tails. Now, did she go in the vagina? Did she like where? It just says in her pants. Uh, what what side of the pants? We going back door? She have just big pockets? Is it just again? I don't know. She doing a magic trick. She like a is she a seasoned drug mule? Has she been used to shoving like heroin up her ass and and vag maybe to like go through airports and then lobster tail? I've done this. You haven't lived until you've uh, stuffed a a kilo of coke up your your keister and made it through uh, security. <laughs> lobster tail. This is this is easy. Uh, anyway, number seven. One of our male customers hit another male customer upside the head with a crock pot. What were they fighting over? The crock pot. Both customers had to be dragged out of the store by police. Number eight, they tore down our mall's door again. <laughs> Number, what was in there? Again, give me some more detail on these people. All right, I need to know what the deals were. I, you know, I highly doubt it would be something I'd be flipping out over, but who knows. Number nine, there was a sale. $1 for towels or something. This guy jumped into the towel bin and literally growled at anyone who tried to get a towel. He claimed them all. (laughs) That's nice. Number ten is Beanie Babies. They would toss the Beanie Babies from a bin on a table. People were vultures after these things. I was about nine, and an old lady grabbed a cat out of my hand I stomped on her foot and stole it back. I was so proud. <laughs> Number 11, people had been lining up for at least 10 hours. We had tons of things on sale, and most people were trying to score deals at fancy electronics. Except for the first person in line. Nope, that person waited all that time for the buy one, get one candles. <laughs> uh that's that really I wonder if anybody even I mean I imagine maybe one or two people were there for that but to to be the first one in line for that deal that does seem pretty ridiculous so I'm for some more violence but number 12 I worked as I you know not the bad kind of violence where people are dead just you know like a little punch in the face or something just just like some silly funny violence not again not mass shooting um, number 12, I worked one Black Friday at the children's place and I saw two ladies get in a physical fight about size two uh, T jeans. It was the last pair and they were like $6. I don't know what 2T means. Is that teenager? I'm not sure. I don't uh, buy women's jeans. Um, not coincidentally, that was my last retail job. I wonder if that was the last day. Um. Let's see. Number 13, I worked in customer service at a grocery store and once had a customer return a fully eaten rotisserie chicken saying they were bringing it back because it was bloody. One look told me and anyone else with eyes that the blood was strawberry jam. My manager still made me issue the refund with a smile because the customer is always right. And then uh, 14 here. My first Black Friday, I was working at a Walmart. 
I was assigned to be one of the employees that would cut open the packages that contained our merchandise. As I readied the box cutter, I got shoved by a customer and I fell right on it and sliced my hand open. Uh, <clears throat> that sucks. Number 15, I worked in the women's shoe department at Bloomingdale's. On one occasion, after I had placed a pair of beautiful Ferragamo flats at a woman's feet, she accused me of being racist with how I treated her. She created a huge scene shouting that I was discriminating against her for how I took the shoes out of the box. It made absolutely no sense. 20 minutes later, a co-worker told me that the woman created that entire scene because she wanted a discount on the shoes, and it didn't work. She got thrown out. Ferragamos are beautiful, but they aren't worth all of that. But, uh, apparently those stories came from Reddit. Um... I know there's, you know, in Black Friday's past, there's been stories of people, like, dying and shit, getting trampled. Uh, holy shit. Ooh, here's some video. You know what? I'm going to pull I'm gonna pull up some video because that's going to be far more entertaining, I think, than me. And, you know, maybe get some audio of people. See what kind of audio I can find of people just brutalizing each other over, you know, really stupid things you know like back in you know way back in the day like when uh say like cabbage patch came out i know that there was a lot of toys in the past that uh created quite the fervor and and violence and and such and uh but again you know i'm not going to justify like murdering people over it but you know without bloody nose or something Again, I wouldn't partake in this. Fuck that. I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> but at the same time, I do get a slight bit of entertainment. We're watching people fight over really mundane, stupid things. Although I can understand, especially nowadays with inflation and everything going on, saving just a couple of bucks on shit is like, oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So I'm, I'm, I, I'm more sympathetic now, I guess, than I've ever been. As, you know, time. Times are just getting tough, tough out there. But still, still, I don't see myself going out for a Black Friday unless I knew it was just this. Unless there was a Gibson Les Paul or something that was on sale for, you know, a couple hundred bucks or something like that. Some unearthly deal. I'm not even going to uh, <laughs> attempt to go fight somebody. Over some fucking deal at Black Friday. You know, I love video game systems and all. Even if they had PS5s for like $100, you know, it'd still be kind of, eh, I don't know about all that. Um. Anyway, yeah, let's try to find some. Friday. Um. <laughs> Shoppers. Fighting. That's good. It should be decent. Let's see. I want something. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, most of these videos are from older, older, like seven, eight years ago. Um. Oh, here we go. Watch Mojo. I don't know that I'll be watching this whole thing. It's like 18 minutes long. That's a bit long for this podcast. Uh, But uh, I don't know. Watch Mojo occasionally. Maybe I won't click on that one. Watch Mojo has... 
spotty record, I think, with videos. Sometimes it'll have some good shit. Um, other times, not so much. It's, all right, fuck it. I'm like looking at the other videos. I'm not seeing anything. It's really jumping out at me. Maybe we'll skip ahead around on here. Kind of see what craziness we've got as we go. And witnesses say shoppers and store workers didn't stop to help. Where is the good Samaritan side of people? Welcome to Watch Mojo. And today we'll be breaking down the most insane Black Friday catastrophes. He was like running around with his belt, like swinging it at people. And then like out of nowhere, some guy came behind and like jumped on his back and just started choking him. For this list, we're looking at shocking events that have turned a shopping holiday into utter madness. From riots and stampedes to parking spot disputes gone wrong, nothing good ever seems to come from Black Friday. Share your thoughts in the comments below. Urban Outfitters Riot, Thousand Oaks. That is so dumb. Urban Outfitters. Before Urban Outfitters was even open for Black Friday in 2011, the Thousand Oaks Mall in California was packed with shoppers. The mass of people remained surprisingly calm, at least until the first employee walked by the gate. Oh gosh. Looks to be hundreds, if not thousands, of people here. The initial shouting had Ridiculous. a note of celebration, but the mob's screams became deafening as they rushed through the entrance. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. These people are just flying in there. With the crowd pouring in like a zombie horde <laughs> at Brains R Us, you can see anti-theft sensors bend and break under the weight of the swarm. With all the damage done, it's a miracle no one was injured at the Thousand Oaks Mall. Towel turbulence. Various. You can disturb me all you want. I love towels. Also in 2011, a horde of shoppers at an Atlanta, Texas Walmart lost their minds digging through towels. Glorious towels of all things. Oh, y'all, some towels for real. Over some towels, y'all. Over, over some towels. The eager beavers tore through the crates like it was the end we of days, been... and absorbent fabric was the only way to see. I mean, seeing this, like, I mean, there's again, like, hundreds of people here, like, fighting over towels. This should be, like, not shocking. We should have seen the writing on the wall for the pandemic. We'd be like, yeah. Uh, you can expect the the toilet paper fiasco. Watching this uh this shit. This is a top seller on Black Friday with similar outbursts a regular occurrence. Tesco turmoil, England, UK. Oh, here we go. 2014 was such a hectic Black Friday for the city of Manchester that police were called out to seven Tesco locations around the city. Three people were arrested for violence, and hundreds of others refused to leave a store even though all stock was gone. Useful fact, you can't buy things from an empty store. Another Tesco closed within an hour of opening due to fights and injuries from a falling television set. Man, people are really fighting over these TVs, man. They're beating the shit out of each other. There were chaotic scenes at Tesco's in the rest of the UK too, with one customer in Cardiff reporting that people were even biting each other in scuffles that could give even American Black Friday blowouts a run for their money. Waffle Riot, 
Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, we man. love waffles, but there's got to be a line somewhere. In 2011, $2 waffle irons transformed Walmart shoppers in Arkansas into a seething sea of waffle-loving monsters. Oh, it's crazy, man. Like, hundred, like, I cannot, a waffle maker. A fucking wall. It better be a damn good waffle maker. What is people? I don't think it'd bother watching the rest of this video because it's just like seas of people here, just stampeding each other, beating the shit out of each other for like a TV and such. And uh, Jesus, man, a fucking waffle maker. <laughs> you know, I can understand when it's like the toy of the year. And everything going back again to like saying like Cabbage Patch and like Tickle Me Elmo and stuff before that came out that the actor that played Tickle that played Elmo was we've had some uh, pedophilia charges against him of some some nature. I don't remember what the the things were. Apparently he did some inappropriate shit. I don't remember. But uh, just a just a fun fact. But you know like Furbies. I can again understand. Especially after a pandemic era, when supplies are limited, you know the PlayStation Five has been out for years now, and it's still a pain in the ass to fucking get one if you want to buy one because of supply issues. I can understand, you know, fighting somebody, not to maybe not to this degree. I I, I guess I don't need one that damn bad, nor do I have the money to really get one at the moment. That being said. <laughs> the shit that people are fighting over here like fucking towels I I guess I'll just keep that going in the background without uh potting up the audio just to get some <laughs> some perspective uh that being said though back to you know Thanksgiving as uh went over to Muffin Man's yesterday and uh ate a lot of food a lot of food um holy hell some good stuff though. Uh, Shelly had made the green bean casserole. Nabina made uh, like a potato casserole that was really tasty. Um, I did not do anything drastically difficult. I made stuffing. You know, it was like boil some water and throw the stuffing in. It was super difficult. It was super difficult. And I basically did the same thing with mashed potatoes because I wasn't expecting to have to cook. The plan was for, uh, I just, I didn't know if. Shelly was gonna have to work or not, and uh, uh, just figured uh, Mom and I would uh, get some Bob Evans like we've been doing the last couple of years. And uh, you know, last uh, the night before, Shelly uh, decided uh, he wanted to do some cooking. So like, all right, I guess I'll pick some shit up at Stokes. We'll uh, we'll get this going. <clears throat> and so yeah, we had that going, and I did get a free turkey from work, but I had already given that away. Which I'm glad I did, because it was a big fucking turkey. The 13 pounder. Because I gave that to uh, the old roommates, Jackman and uh, Tony over there. And I'll be, I guess, tasting some of that on Sunday. And, uh, whew, I got to go tomorrow on the Saturday, that being, uh, to, uh, hang out. Right. <laughs> my aunt's house and they're having turkey and all that stuff over there. And it's like, Oh man, like just, I'm already so tired. Um, from eating so much food 
and just you know the new job it's like the thought of eating a, a, a fuck ton of food in the next couple of days is just not it's not pleasurable i i tend to like thanksgiving and i like eating like like the big staples i'm not crazy about turkey but you know i love stuffing and green bean casserole sweet potato casserole <laughs> fucking sweet potatoes in general pumpkin pie you know i love most of the big staples as far as thanksgiving go, goes but uh i've uh <clears throat> after one day i've already eaten a bunch and i i had leftovers today it's it's like I'm going through a brutal marathon, and I'm I'm not even quite to mile twenty yet, and I've still got you know, we'll say I'm at my, <laughs> I'm not even quite to the halfway point, and it's like oh fuck man, I I hit the wall and then some with the food already. I feel like I just can't eat as much as I used to, and the thought of pounding more food, it's. It's tough. It's tough. But there's the worst things in life to be afraid of, I guess, than having to eat more food. Uh, but I did uh, for tomorrow, um, I didn't know what to bring to my aunts. Apparently, everything, everybody's got most everything covered, so I went and got a couple of bottles of wine. It was a Moscato of some sort, and uh don't remember what the other one was. Moscato is a like a semi-sweet white wine there that uh, looked like a decent one. We'll find out. We'll find out. And then that's probably the one I, I'd be drinking. I'm not big on dry wine. The other one I got is a dry wine. Uh, it's a fairly popular one. I can't recall the name off the top of my head. I know I've seen it around a lot. Hopefully it's hopefully it's uh, goes over well. I don't know. We'll find out. Um. Yeah, apparently, I uh, man, I didn't realize, but I just was looking on Instagram, I guess, right before doing this uh, whole podcast here. But uh, apparently, the uh, <coughs> Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is out on uh, the old Disney Plus. So I'm pretty excited to check that one out as uh I've been trying to watch <laughs> Morbius, the Jared Leto uh Marvel movie, which I believe is Sony Pictures did that one, not part of the uh MCU. It's on Netflix right now, not on Disney Plus. So I imagine it's probably a Sony Sony dealio. And uh it's okay. I know that when it initially came out in the theater, people were dogging it a bunch. But, you know, I wouldn't expect much, honestly, out of a Morbius movie. And I mean, I'm not a big Jared Leto fan either. Uh, I know He sounds like a real nut job. <laughs> that guy. I know I've heard stories when he did uh, The Suicide Squad and he played the Joker of doing some really weird shit. Trying to stay in character. And uh, he just sounds like a, a a bit on the crazy side, like a lot on the crazy side. I mean, I don't know for for a fact or anything. I've never met the guy. Maybe he's a super nice guy and just got quite the reputation. <laughs> but uh, movie seems all right from what I've seen. I'm a little over halfway in. 
But it's a weird thing, you know, a vampire superhero. Anti-hero, I guess, is what you would consider him. I'm I'm not sure. He's a doctor that uh, he's... I think the Doctor Strange is a much better doctor than the, uh, the, the Morbius. It's a weird thing thinking... Because, you know, the the story of Morbius is that... Uh, now, I don't know what, how they worked it in the original comic um, because they weren't doing... Uh, Morbius has been around a while. I'm not sure when it was made. <sighs> Which, I guess I could do a Google search <laughs> where uh, Morbius... Let's see, origin story. I want to see what the comic did. Because in the movie, this current movie, spoiler alert, <laughs> um, he's a cripple, Dr. Michael Morbius is, and he splices his genes with vampire bats to turn himself <laughs> into a vampire, which the point is to, to help him with this disease he's got. Is the vampire bats have... Uh, special stuff, you know, in their DNA that helps them coagulate blood and stuff. And uh, he needs this. Somehow, I'm not sure what disease he's supposed to have. <laughs> uh, but on Marvel.com, um, this is uh, which probably it's updated more of the more recent one. Um, Let's see. Do, do, do. Morbius. Nobel Prize winning biochemist Dr. Michael Morbius creates a cure for his rare blood disease that turns into a curse. Attempting an experimental treatment, he transforms into Morbius, a pseudo-vampire with superhuman powers and an overwhelming bloodlust. Like a real vampire, Morbius needs to drink blood to survive. However, after drinking his victim's blood... His mind returns to normal and becomes fraught with guilt, remorse, and self-loathing. Um, I mean, this fucking goes on and on. Just give me the like the origin. Like in the again in the movie, he's a, a doctor and he's using gene editing. He's split. He's doing like an island of Doctor Moreau to uh, fix this. Um, of course, he was initially created as a villain, and I get why well, this is not as old as I would have thought. Um, oh yeah, seventy-one. Okay, initial creation as a villain. Morbius debuted in Amazing Spider-Man number one hundred one, which was published in August of seventy-one. His creation filed the comic books industry's self-censorship board. Uh, the Comics Code Authority updating its policies in February of that year, which included lifting a ban on comic book stories depicting vampires and certain other supernatural characters. Morbius's introduction was the first issue of Marvel Comics' flagship Spider-Man. Um, I don't know if you've never heard of that. <laughs> the Spider-Man series. Written by someone other than character co-creator and then editor-in-chief Stan Lee, who was busy writing a screenplay for an unproduced science fiction movie. Lee bequeathed the role of series writer to his right-hand editor, Roy Thomas, 
in 09, Roy Thomas said there was interest in having the company's flagship character, Spider-Man, fight a vampire, possibly even the famous Count Dracula. We were talking about doing Dracula, but Stan wanted a costumed villain. Other than that, he didn't specify what we should do. This is off Wikipedia, by the way. I don't think I mentioned it. Um, so, <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. I don't, I'm assuming this is legit accurate. But again, anybody can post on Wikipedia. Thomas added that part of the character's uh, conception came from the 57 film The Vampire, a science fiction film he saw in his youth that depicted a man turned into a vampire by radiation rather than magic. Thomas and penciler Gil Kane then discussed and created the character together, deciding it was more appropriate for the science fiction-based Spider-Man to fight a villain given pseudo-vampiric traits via scientific science uh, rather than supernatural means or scientific rather than supernatural means Kane based the character's look on that of actor Jack Palance nice love me some Jack Palance Thomas said the name Morbius was not deliberately taken from the antagonist Dr. Morbius in the movie Forbidden Planet Uh, the initial two story arc emphasized that Morbius, like other Spider-Man villains such as the Lizard, was not truly a malicious villain, but a tragic and sympathetic character who had unwittingly been changed into a monster. In the case, as a result of trying to cure his own rare but fatal blood disease, the story also introduced Morbius's lover, Martine Bancroft, and revealed that his first victim had been his scientific colleague and great friend, Emil Nikos. Uh, which is, uh, I guess, in the movie, too, is kind of what happens there. Later on, giant-sized Spider-Man and Dracula number one did depict Spider-Man and Dracula together in his story, but the two men only briefly crossed paths while unaware of each other's true nature. And then after their initial meeting, Morbius collided with Spider-Man to team up number three and four and the one-shot giant-sized. Yeah, so basically he became a anti-hero. Initially a, a bad guy. Again, I wanted to just see the creation, like his, um, to do how he became. It, it talks about him trying to cure his disease, but like in the original, I imagine it didn't have anything to do with splicing DNA. But then again, maybe it did. <clears throat> see how Morbius was created? <laughs> maybe? How Morbius was created. Let's see. Uh, experimental treatment. Again. Doesn't really. <laughs> I guess maybe they just didn't get that involved um, with how that worked. Again, I guess it's just all about DNA. So I guess basically the movie is basically the. They didn't really change much of it. So how that seems. Uh, is, is what I'm gathering. Because I, I. You know, I don't think I've really had any comics with Morbius I was aware of Morbius back in the day but not something I really gave a shit about (laughs) I was never that big into vampires though 
either. I uh, I guess I liked Interview with the Vampire a bit. It was it was all right. The Anne Rice, the one based off the Anne Rice book that had uh, was it Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt as vampires. It was okay. Bram Stoker's I really liked that one. Bram Stoker's Dracula it had uh, Keanu Reeves and uh, is it Winona Ryder? I believe yeah she uh I believe it was Winona Ryder in there. Gary Oldman as Dracula. I mean that again not not a big um vampire movie. I've watched a lot of lot of uh fucking uh movies on vampires but it's not like my go-to genre i mean i've just watched a lot of a lot of fucking movies but i did i did like bram stoker's dracula i thought that was a well-made movie which i mean it's directed by francis ford coppola i mean that guy's a fucking legend i mean he did apocalypse now i mean that movie's fantastic and of course, oh, I forgot Anthony Hopkins is in there. Of course, Winona Ryder plays Mina, which is uh, Dracula's lover in the past or whatever. She's re- reborn, however that works. And then uh, she's, uh, I guess, getting married to or going to marry Keanu Reeves' character. Um, <clears throat> on IMDb, they just call it Dracula. I remember it being billed as Bram Stoker's Dracula, though as the the movie poster still has it on that. Man, the movie's so old now. I need to watch that again. I You know, again, I wasn't, like, big into, like, vampire movies, and I don't really, like... Never got into Twilight and stuff, but, like, the... There is a certain element of, uh, I guess, the old-school, like, vampire movies that I like. I like more of getting into Vlad Tepesh, the guy that they sort of loosely based Dracula off of. He was the uh, <coughs> leader of, uh, was that considered Transylvania or uh, Vlad Tepesh? He's also known as uh, the Vlad the Impaler, um, <coughs> which I guess he was from Romania. Um Vlad the Third, commonly known as Vlad the Impaler, this is what they have written about him on a <laughs> again Wikipedia, or Vlad Dra- Dracula, um, was Vavoide of Wallachia three times between 1448 and his death in 1476 slash 77. Uh, he's often considered one of the most important rulers of Wallachian history and a natural hero of Romania. He did some really fucked up shit, though. Really fucked up shit. Um, He was the second son of Vlad Dracul, who became the ruler of Wallachia in 1436. Vlad and his younger brother, Radu, were held as hostages in the Ottoman Empire in 1442 to secure their father's loyalty. Vlad's eldest brother, Mercia... Marquia, pronunciations are going to be horrible on this. Um, uh, and their father were murdered after John Hunyadi, a uh, regent governor of Hungary, invaded Wallachia in uh, 1446. Hunyadi uh, installed Vlad's second cousin, Vladislav II, 
as the new Voivode, Voivode? I, I don't know how you pronounce that. Hunyadi launched a military campaign against the Ottomans the autumn of 1448, and Vladislav accompanied him. Vlad broke into Wallachia. And, uh, yeah, this is just, get to the part where he's ruler. <laughs> this is, um, let's get to the, why he's called Vlad the Impaler. Let's have that, huh? This is, uh, let's just go here, uh, Vlad the Impaler. Let's see. There's some, uh. Yeah, here's a question the internet asks. Are the stories of Vlad the Impaler true? Um, this is uh, NBCnews.com. I don't know what year this article came out. Oh, 2013. It's been a minute. Vlad the Impaler, the real Dracula, was absolutely vicious. That's what I want to get into. This is the part that really entertains me. And they kind of... I mean, there's a darker... The when going back to like me liking and disliking vampire movies, is I, I hate like the more like teen young adult ones and really going for the younger audience, just the poppiness of it. I like the darkness. I want the darkness when it comes to a vampire film, and uh, I don't need to be like. Although you know, I do like campiness a little bit. I mean, I love me some uh, From Dusk Till Dawn, the original, the OG. But, I mean, it's Tarantino. He's so good. <laughs> that movie's great. So I guess there's there's a varying degree of vampire movies but, that I enjoy. But for for the most part, I'd say I like the more darker that seem almost more plausible. <laughs> I don't know. Just dark and gritty. And not like gritty like the uh, Philadelphia Flyers <laughs> mascot. Although that might make for a good uh, vampire movie. Have gritty the vampire. Uh, anyway, back to this article. Few names have cast more terror uh, into the human heart than Dracula, the legendary vampire created by author Bram Stoker for his 1897 novel uh, of the same name has inspired countless horror movies, television shows, and other blood-curdling tales of vampires. Though Dracula may seem like a singular creation, Stoker, in fact, drew inspiration from a real-life man with an even more grotesque taste for blood Vlad III, Prince of Wallachia, or as he is better known, Vlad the Impaler, or uh, Vlad Tepesh. A name he earned for his favorite way of dispensing with his enemies. That is the Impaler part. Um, Vlad III was born in 1431 in Transylvania, a mountainous region in modern-day Romania. His uh, father was Vlad II Dracul, ruler of Wallachia, a principality located to the south of Transylvania, Got into this Wikipedia a little bit there. Um, Vlad II was granted the surname Dracul, or Dragon, after his induction into the Order of the Dragon, a Christian military order supported by the Holy Roman Emperor. Whew. Uh, <clears throat> situated between Christian Europe and the Muslim lands of the Ottoman Empire, Transylvania and Wallachia were frequently the scene of bloody battles. Here we go. As Ottoman forces pushed westward into Europe, 
and Christian crusaders repulsed the invaders or marched eastward toward the Holy Land. When Vlad II was called to a diplomatic meeting in 1442 with Sultan Murad II, he brought his young sons Vlad III and Radu along, but the meeting was actually a trap. All three were arrested and held hostage. The elder Vlad was released under the condition that he leave his sons behind. Talks about years of captivity. Uh... And they got out, yada, yada. So basically, okay. What is impaling? Impaling is a particularly gruesome form of torture and death. A wood or metal pole is inserted through the body, either front to back or vertically through the rectum or vagina. Well, I mean, at least you stick it in a hole first. It's it's fucked up. (laughs) Makes me think of when they killed uh, the... uh, uh, what the fucking, the guy, shit. Um, uh, see, dictator killed by, was it Kamini? By sword? And I can't, uh, type very well. Muammar Gaddafi, that's what I'm thinking, Gaddafi. If you ever seen the video of them killing Gaddafi, they fucking shove a sword up his ass. Fucked up, man. It's a fucked up video. He was a fucked up dude. I mean, he had he had the shit coming to him. <laughs> really, the, it came up to him up through his up through his ass. Sword went through it and then <laughs> shoved it wherever else. Um, <clears throat> in some cases, the pole was rounded, not sharp, to avoid damaging internal organs and thereby prolong the suffering of the victim. The pole was then raised vertically to display the victim's torment. It could take hours or days for the impaled person to die. Ugh. Though Vlad is widely credited with bringing order and stability to Wallachia, his rule was undisputedly vicious. Dozens of Saxon merchants in Kronstadt, uh, who were once allied with the Boyers, were also impaled in 1459. The Ottoman Turks were never far from Vlad's thoughts or his borders when diplomatic envoys had an audience with Vlad in 1459. The diplomats declined to remove their hats, citing a religious custom, Commending them on their religious devotion, Vlad ensured that their hats would forever remain on their heads by having the hats nailed to the diplomat's skulls. During one of his many successful campaigns against the Ottomans, Vlad wrote to a military ally in 1462, I have killed peasants, men and women, old and young, who lived in Abulusitsa and Novoselo. Uh, where the Danube flows into the sea, we kill 23,884 Turks without counting those whom we burned in homes or the Turks whose heads were cut by our soldiers. Thus, Your Highness, you must know that I have broken the peace. Vlad's victories over the invading Ottomans were celebrated throughout Wallachia, Transylvania, and the rest of Europe. Even Pope Pius II was impressed. But Vlad also earned a much darker reputation. On one occasion, he reportedly dined among a veritable forest of defeated warriors writhing on impaled poles. It's not known whether the tales of Vlad III Dracula dipping his bread in the blood of his victims are true, but stories about his unspeakable sadism swirled through Europe. But yeah, I mean, just impaled a fuck ton of people. And, uh, and there's... But that that led to the birth of the story of Dracula. And I the original story of Dracula I find very interesting, and just the just the history of Vlad the Impaler, and of course I loved Castlevania as a kid. 
that being the video game, of course. And you're fighting Dracula. So I guess <laughs> but Morbius, back to Morbius. Not really not really my cup of tea, but you know, it's entertaining, I guess. What I've seen of it. Um holy shit though, yeah, just I I enjoy learning the history on like Vlad the Impaler. I wish there was just a movie about Vlad the Impaler. Vlad Tepesh, like a really well done series or like a Netflix series. You know, something of that nature. And uh I'm sure they're going to really play into that whole impaling thing. Man, that might be kind of brutal to just watch a bunch of people get impaled for hours. That seems like a Michael or a Mel Gibson sort of thing, you know? Just people being tortured for hours. That's that's his his uh, ball ball uh ball game. I don't know. <laughs> his forte. Passion of the Tepesh. <laughs> Maybe that's what they could call it. Passion of the Tepesh. Mel Gibson could star. He could star as Vlad Tepesh, the Impaler. I mean, he, I don't know how old Vlad was. Good old Vlad. Whenever uh, they uh, they did that whole uh, thing, you know, uh, he was. But I don't imagine we could just go ahead and put Mel in as just impale the Impaler. Then he could just impale a bunch of people and just just watch people get impaled all movie long. It would be uh, <laughs> the passion of the Depeche. Uh, it, yeah, and again, I once again I started this podcast talking about how awful like mass shootings are, and what the uh, club cue and like that how disgusting that is. And here I am just celebrating and laughing at violence. I'm a complicated individual. <laughs> what can I say? Um, those people died a long time ago. It's like, uh, it was in the 1400s. Like, it's almost like they weren't real at this point. No one's alive from back then to be able to talk, to get too upset. about. I don't think it's too soon. We're past too soon there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that would be, it would be, it would be good. Even I would, you know, prefer a real legit movie about Vlad Tepesh. Like a really well done series, almost like a Marco Polo, like they had done it on Netflix. But that I got canceled that for like two seasons or something. But that was a good show. I I did like that. Um, or you know, they could go almost Game of Thrones with it and go you know with more of a supernatural thing. Throw in some kind of like Dracula sort of situation, exaggerate a little bit. Maybe not make it quite so biopic or n- not quite to the extent of a Weird Al. But <laughs> biopic where it's 100% factual <laughs> where he totally killed Pablo Escobar when uh, he had kidnapped Madonna that's t- exactly what happened it's, uh, we, we all know Weird Al was uh, assassinated in 1985 or 86 somewhere in there according to the biopic that's that is 100% accurate <laughs> Uh, I'm just thinking of people getting impaled, and it's just not—it's just not pleasant. Oh, Jimmy Crow Magnet showed me a picture the other day. That's really—it's inc- not worse than watching people get impaled, I guess. But there was a picture of a, a lady, or it could have been a man—I'm not sure. Or you know, I don't know what pronoun we're gonna use here. But the, it was unfortunate, and the—it the, was a naked body. 
And the naked body, being like the whole body, that is, minus the head. I don't think the head's really in there. Thankfully, I wouldn't want to be known for this picture. But the picture is a very overweight person. Um, looked very much like Homer Simpson. And uh, it's like the, the boobs look like the eyes. And, you know, the belly looked like the Homer Simpson's mouth. And it the, the image is forever burnt into my brain. And no matter what kind of scrubbing I do on that brain, I don't think it's going away. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, this makes me feel like, oh, maybe I should go eat a bunch more food and get into a food coma and just forget about it. Forget about it. Oh, I don't think that one Red Bull I got earlier was enough. I I, I might have to start mainlighting caffeine. Just, like, have a forever IV of uh, Red Bull <laughs> going straight into my bloodstream. That's probably not good for you. Going straight in like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm just, you know, still tired from the adjusting to, like, real manual labor. As uh, <laughs> In hindsight, again, I knew what I was getting myself into. Hindsight, you know, I am in my 40s. And going from a job that just wasn't very physical to an extremely physical job. Is a tough one. Is a very tough one. And uh, I've, uh, like mentioning, you know, the caffeine thing, I am about ready to start just grinding up a leave and just snorting that shit. Because the muscle pain's a bit, a bit troubling at times, we'll say. I, you know, I try to work as hard as I can the whole day because the, the harder you work, the more money you can make because of the production bonuses. They pay really well. I'm really excited about that. I just got my second paycheck there. And it seems like, you know, financially speaking, they really take care of their employees. And, uh, <clears throat> but there's no, no denying the fact that there's no, they don't, you know, sell you that the job's anything of what it isn't. Um, but it's, holy shit, it's physically very demanding. <laughs> man, I am getting some guns. Muffin Man, he was kind of joking around with me, but he did notice that, like, I got some fucking biceps now. They hurt like hell. <laughs> <laughs> but I got some biceps. Uh, I am like, uh, I have been popping quite a few leaves. Not, I haven't actually ground them up yet and tried to snort them. I don't like particularly like snorting anything. Um, so I doubt I'll probably do that. But you know, I might just start <laughs> abusing the the uh, old leave. I can't take ibuprofen anymore because that shit tears up my stomach. Um, but as of right now, leave. Gives me some some minor comfort, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll keep that going for a while, and uh, yeah, it's difficult, man. I had to use some real time pain relief stuff on there, and it's crazy because I'll wake up at nighttime. That we do a lot of lifting, uh, constant lifting. There's big metal cords that we have to lift up and throw around. And I think that's where a lot of the lifting is where most of that uh, soreness and everything comes from is lifting the metal cords. And, uh, man, I've woken myself up at nighttime by lifting my arm up above my head and just feeling a ton of pain. and like, oh, holy shit. 
but I've gotten through almost a month now. So and I figure I figured once I got like the first like three months out of the way, I figured my body should give in to the fact this is this is what it's gonna have to deal with. <laughs> uh because man, yeah, it is it is paying the bills and then some right now. I am really, really overall like ecstatic about that. And uh just hope my body catches up a little bit with uh the plan here. <laughs> as uh as yeah. Um whew. it kinda of reminds me of when I started running long distance as far as soreness goes. Um at least my legs haven't been sore for the most part. I still had a little soreness in my foot, but the no. most part yeah, it's it's the arms. So, but I haven't let that slow me down a whole lot. It's just it just hurts to do shit. Uh, you know, it's when you stop doing things when it's a problem though. It's like when you're waking up in the morning or just sleeping, that's when it fucking it just it gets super stiff and hard. You know what I'm saying? When you're laying down, you just get super stiff and hard. It's like all the blood just coagulates, and the next thing you know, you got a massive heart on. It's just, uh, I don't know what goes on there. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Other than that, uh, I was quite ecstatic, though. It worked, The way it worked out is, is pretty good with uh, me being off for the holiday as I get time to uh, give my body a chance to heal and get used to get ready for the next round of madness as you know, I want to keep working harder so I can uh, keep making those uh, large paychecks and uh, knock it out of the park and all that good, good, no, good stuff, good snuff. I I don't know what I'm going after here. Uh, Snuff films are not my go-to. They're not uh, something I search out for. I don't know, or snuff as in the snuff as I believe also shit you uh, <laughs> snort. Isn't it? I don't know. Uh, I digress a lot. I know one thing. I need to go to the movie theater again. I haven't been seen. We were just talking about movies yesterday and stuff going to the theater and I, once upon a time, used to go to the movie theater at least, like, once a week. I mean, every, it was, like, every weekend for years on end. I would go to the movie theater because, you know, I love movies. And uh, I love seeing movies at the movie theater. But these days, you know, it's hard to stay awake for this kind of shit. And my grandfather, on my mother's side... um was oh, seemed almost narcoleptic and whenever we would go visit for the holidays he would of course pass out on his chair or couch and if you went to go change the TV channel he would fall asleep watching TV you change the channel and he'd wake up and hey I was watching that and that would be the, like the only conversations I would ever have with my grandfather really um, that was that was the extent the conversations I, I have with my grandfather that I can recall um, was, hey, I was watching that. 
Um, but Shelly was talking last night about that. Uh, yeah, he has a hard time watching movies now in theaters, especially since the chairs, you know, they're so nice. They recline and everything. And that it's like almost a guarantee he's going to pass out. And it's hard to make it through a movie without having to piss. I'm in the same boat, you know. We share a good chunk of the same genetics, um, at least half of the same genetics, and uh, apparently it's the, <laughs> the same genetics that you know are causing these issues—the pissing and and the sleeping part. But I, when I go to the theater now, dude, I don't fuck around. I'm like fuck this, I'm taking a Red Bull. We are watching this whole movie. <laughs> I might have to run to the bathroom a couple of times, but I am fucking watching this movie. I don't give a shit. I will not give in. I will not <laughs> lose ground. Because uh, if I'm going to go to the movie theater, I want to fucking enjoy it, you know? I, like, I don't want to pay to go see a movie and then just basically pay to go have sleep. Cause, uh, <laughs> I feel like that's all I would be doing if... uh. I didn't take the Red Bull and didn't prep for seeing the movie now. Again, though, I, d- I need to go to the theater again. As uh, I really do love watching movies. <sighs> but, uh, yeah. Um, so I hope everybody has happy uh, holidays and such. I don't know what day I'm going to post this yet. Probably, I mean, Sundays are generally when I post. I'll probably wait till Sunday to do it, but maybe maybe I'll go ahead and post it early tomorrow morning. Um, obviously, uh, by the time you're listening to this, I have already posted it. Um, but again, I've got a lot of shit going on this this weekend. I might just I might post it tomorrow morning. We'll see. We'll see. As uh, you know, don't don't. Overeat to the point you puke. That's that's no good. But you know, have have plenty of pie and turkey and all that that jazz. You know, get yourself some stuffing, stuff it up, and all that goodness. And uh, I believe that's about all I got here. As always, that is a kid in wheelchair, not a trash can.